Section 14 of the American Bee Journal, Volume 17, Number 12, March 23, 1881. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paul Harvey. The American Bee Journal, Volume 17, Number 12, March 23, 1881. Selections from our letterbox, Part 2. Had a flight in January. In the winter of 1879, I put 30 colonies into my cellar, but it was so warm that they were uneasy, and I put them back on the summer stands. I lost 10 colonies. I now have 20 colonies, facing the south, sheltered by a board fence on the north, and covered with about 18 inches of straw. About 10 days ago, they had a nice flight, and I covered them up again. I think of building a house for them facing the south and boarding up the other three sides. I will then cover the hives with about two feet of straw, which I can remove on a bright day and give them a flight. I intend to leave the straw on them until warm weather, and thus aid them to keep warm for brood rearing, etc. I wish the Bee Journal success. T. Rice, Lenox, Illinois, February 4, 1881. Nearly all dead. Bees are nearly all dead in this region. I had 33 colonies last fall and now have but 10. A neighbor had 40 and now has none. Another had 44 and now has 2. Another had 75 and 3 weeks ago they were reduced to 20. Several have lost all but 1 or 2 and some have lost all. William S. Buchanan, Hartford, Indiana, March 14, 1881. Bacara Clover. Please answer the following questions in the journal. 1. When is the best time to sow Bacara Clover? 2. Should it be sown alone or with a grain crop or with other kinds of clover? 3. Should it be cut for hay, pastured, or kept for bees only? 4. Which is the best kind of hive for comb honey? A one-story with racks to hold sections or a two-story? with section boxes put in cases in the upper story. John H. Hurd, Flesherton, Ontario. Editor's Note 1. Early in spring is as good a time as any for planting Baccara, Meliot, or Sweet Clover. We fail to discover any difference in them. 2. For bees alone, sow it alone. 3. If desired for cattle or sheep, sow it with Timothy, letting them graze it, as it blooms but little the first season. Afterward, keep them off. 4. One story with rack is more easily manipulated. Editor. An Enthusiast. My apiary is located on a hillside sloping to the west, and hives fronting south. The Macoupin Creek is one-half mile south of it, and several sloughs within a mile, with plenty of soft and hard maple, willows, and cottonwood. I packed rags around and on top of my 13 hives on their summer stands on the 25th of October. The bees were in good condition. Only one colony gave any surplus. From that I took 40 pounds and left them 35. I examined my bees every week and clean out the dead ones. They had a good flight on the 13th of December and again on February 22nd, when every colony had brood in all stages, and number two was crowded full of young bees 
and had a queen cell just ready to put the egg in, which I took off. February 26th was a warm day, and number two sent out a swarm. It was queenless, however, so I sprinkled them with peppermint water and united them with number twelve, which was weak. I do not keep bees for profit in dollars and cents, but for pleasure, as I do love them. I am a merchant and own 275 acres of land, but being an invalid, look to my bees for recreation. In a radius of four miles from my apiary, on November 1st, there were 13 bee owners, with a total of 73 colonies. On the first instance, there were 19 colonies left, and they were in bad condition. I am the only one taking the bee journal here. Success to it. R. M. Osborne, Kane, Illinois, March 4, 1881. Bees All Dead. I now send you my report for the winter of 1880-81, which will long be remembered by the beekeepers in this locality. I commenced the winter with nine colonies of bees, all carefully packed in chaff on the summer stands with plenty of nice sealed honey. They had packed on the 13th day of last November, and from that until the present time, 121 days, there has not been a single day that the bees could safely fly, and the consequence is my bees are all dead, from the effects of their long confinement. They left plenty of honey, but the combs are badly soiled. I am not discouraged, however, and shall try again. A gentleman living not far from here had only eight colonies left out of thirty-nine two weeks ago, and when spring condescends to smile on us again, we think it will not need a returning board to count the bees in this county. I am well pleased with the new weekly. It is always a welcome visitor. J. R. Kilburn, Fisher Station, Michigan, March 14, 1881. Bees Robbing Here in Texas we have had a severe winter, but not much snow. The thermometer went down to 20 degrees above zero. Last season was a poor one for honey. We had a cold spell in November, then had warm weather for two weeks, and my hybrid bees began to rob. The pure Italians behaved well, neither robbed nor let the others rob them. I used water and kerosene oil, but it was of no use. At last I hit upon a remedy. My hives had the bottom boards projecting in front. I ripped out one-inch square pieces, five inches long, cut coarse wire cloth, two by six, bent it lengthwise in the middle, tacked on two sides of each block, leaving wire about five inches to give them air. I drove a nail through each end and nailed it in front of each hive. Every ten or fifteen days, when the weather was fine, an hour before night I let them out to have a fly. We have had fine weather for the last two weeks. I let the bees out on January 30th. They have been busy carrying in pollen from elm since January 31st, and have forgotten their stealing propensities. I opened some hives this evening and found plenty of sealed brood and will have drones flying by February 24. J. W. Ekman, Richmond, Texas, February 10, 1881. Chloroform. About ten years ago, I used chloroform in handling bees after the following plan. I provided myself with a tin slide about five inches long and two wide punched a few holes in it, and stitched on one side of it a pad of three or four thicknesses of cotton cloth. 
Then after closing all ventilators and entrances except the lower one, I turned about one teaspoonful of chloroform on the pad and slipped it through the entrance and immediately closed the hive with a wad of cloth. I then listened carefully until the bees had nearly ceased humming, or about one or two minutes, and then opened the hive and withdrew the slide. They were cross-hybrid Italians. P.F. Whitcomb, Lancaster, Wisconsin, March 5, 1881. Test for Honey Beekeepers need a good honey test to expose the rag syrup an admixture of honey and glucose with which the New York market is flooded. In every grocery, meat market, and drug store there can be found cans of Walker's Best Honey labeled Greenpoint, New York. But there is not much honey in it. Last fall, I went into a drug store there with four samples of my best honey. They tested it, and what they used turned it perfectly black. I saw one of Walker's cans of honey there, and asked them to test that. They did so. But the same drugs had no effect whatever on that. They would not tell me what they used to test it, but I would like to have a good and simple test given in the Bee Journal. H. Ritchie. Editor's Note. Pure green tea, well steeped, is used by many to detect the presence of glucose in honey. If the honey dissolves without changing the color of the tea, it is supposed to be pure. But in these days of enterprise, it is frequently a matter of doubt whether the tea is pure. Again, if, as is claimed, glucose is sometimes manufactured without leaving sulfuric acid or other deleterious substances in it, then the tea would hardly expose it when mixed with honey. Alcohol is also used to detect the presence of glucose, but besides being frequently inconvenient to obtain, it requires considerable skill in its use. Thousands of beekeepers will unite with us in thanking Professor Kedzi of the Michigan Agricultural College for a simple test to detect adulterations in honey and syrups and instructions for its application. Editor. End of section 14. Recording by Paul Harvey.